I'm Morgan. And I'm Trisha. And we are first time new moms. Join us on this crazy, beautiful ride of momhood where we mom cast each week, breaking the stereotypes of momhood and supporting each other on the good, bad, and often comical parts of being a mom. This is Mom Jeans and Minivans for the perfectly imperfect mom. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> We're back. Yes, we are back. So we are technically recording on our break. Yes. Because the topic tonight, which we will get into in a second, felt too important to wait on. So Agreed. it is our first topic for this August 5th episode. But just to put it out there, we did record it earlier during our break. So we just want to be open about that. And yeah, absolutely. I'm sure plenty has changed. So who knows by then we might even do an add-on. Most likely. <laughs> Hopefully it will be a positive add-on. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you everyone for sticking with us, being back with us on the break. We appreciate that. Yes, thank and, you uh, so much. Hopefully that means you have been subscribing to us and uh, that way you knew our episode was here. Maybe we have some new followers, but for anyone that wants to spread the word, you can find us on basically any platform that is out there. You can do iHeart, Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, you name it, you can find us. So share with your friends, tell them to subscribe so they don't miss episodes uh, and they can go back and find past episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we can always be found on social media too. That's actually where a lot of the fun stuff is. We actually t get to put the names to the faces and you get to see Charlie Girl and Remy. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook as Mom Jeans and Minivans. And we are also on Twitter at Mom Jeans Min and the number one. And also, you can email us. Oh, we I are momjeansandminivans at yahoo.com. So yes. send us any questions, anything just to share with us. We love it all. Yeah, we really do. I feel like we say it every time, but we truly do love hearing from everybody and seeing yes. what Even people can comments. contribute and say. Yeah, everything. We love every single bit of it. <laughs> yes, we do. All right. So I guess we should dive into it. I can tell that we're feeling a little heavy on this. So Yeah, we are feeling say, a little let's heavy. Let's just dive in. So we have decided that uh, this episode was going to be on uh, racism and how we plan to speak to our girls about it. And I think it's really interesting, Morgan, that you and I are kind of approaching this subject, especially because we are, you know, different racial backgrounds. And so we might be approaching the girls completely different ways. Yeah, it's something that there's just a lot going on in the world right now. I mean, this all kind of boiled over with George Floyd mm -hmm. and it's become a huge movement. Um, I mean, Black Lives Matter has existed since 2013, but right. I mean, there have been protests across all 50 states and it's beyond the United States. There have been protests in New Zealand, London, Paris. So it just, it's something you can't ignore. I don't think we should ignore. And it will be interesting to see how we plan on approaching this differently, maybe mm -hmm. the same. And I feel like this protest is different. I feel like it is, I, I, or at least it's the hope that it's going to make that change finally. I think there's a lot of people that are feeling that. Like, it's just like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we please just come together and be one and treat people equally? Like, it just, it's so, it, it baffles me how that this is still a thing these days it's crazy but yeah, it is it's, it's clearly a thing and yeah. it just I know there are a lot of emotions going on right now lots of anger lots of people not getting it mm -hmm. and I I think most of us are feeling very uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, which like you said maybe that's a good thing that that is leading to hopefully positive change and absolutely people opening their eyes um I know when you were the one that brought up this subject and mm -hmm. I was like whoa that's a heavy one mm -hmm. but I, I had to think on it because quite honestly I don't really know how I want to approach this with Charlie and I think that's exactly why we needed to do this episode tonight yeah. because I need to start thinking on this that I can't just keep going through day after day just ignoring what exist out there right you know, that and I maybe mean, I haven't personally felt a lot of what everyone has but I do think this is my time to listen mm -hmm. and to try to gain understanding and just the same way that I don't fully know how I will approach this with Charlie I'm trying to just 
take in what's going on around me and then figure out what the best way I can help. Right. Right. Well, and I think that that's why I wanted to talk to you because I feel like you're going to bring a perspective for me and perhaps me for you that it just gets us talking. And I think that's one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. that is different about this time is that now people, they're talking and they're looking at themselves and they're saying, how have I been racist in my life? And how can it's not even racism? It's maybe it's, I mean, white privilege is being thrown out there a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. That may be because it doesn't affect me. I had one friend um, that posted something about there's curfews right now. Mm-hmm. And she was saying to a neighbor who was like, you need to get in before, you know, they come through um, the police because the curfew. And she said her first thought was it doesn't apply to me because yeah. she's washing her car. And mm-hmm. she goes, that was my white privilege because I know nothing would happen to me. Yeah. That most likely the cops aren't going to come through my neighborhood. So I think it yeah. is having those moments that it's maybe not necessarily necessarily racism. Right. That you are feeling, but maybe it's the inaction. So again, yes. exactly why we want to speak tonight. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, somebody like me. And, and the whole white privilege, we will never truly understand what it means to walk in your shoes. You know what I mean? And walk in other people's shoes. And and I think that's the most important thing is to take a step back and understand, like you said, what that means. And it really goes back to even like, I don't know, it just, it's, I want to learn more, you know, for myself. I want to, I want to make sure Remy is not raised with white privilege that she understands that what it what injustice is and what racism is because it exists and not paint this facade that everyone's equal yeah and to speak up so i thought this was i read something that was interesting Mm -hmm. so we are really going to try to focus tonight i'm sure we're going to veer off but we are going to try to focus on how can we approach this with the girls how can we make things better for the girls in the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. So I came across this and it's a research study from Harvard University and I'm just going to read it. Okay. But I think this is exactly why it's important to discuss right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says that children as young as three years old when exposed to racism and prejudice tend to embrace and accept it, even though they might not understand the feeling by age five, white children are strongly biased towards whiteness. To counter this bias, experts recommend acknowledging and naming race and racism with children as early and as often as possible. I guess the whole point is it starts young. Mm -hmm. It starts very young. I had also come across something else that said as young as two years old, kids pick up on the behaviors of race and our own reactions to people of other skin colors and how we may react. And the girls are going to be too very very soon and Mm -hmm. so I think that is important for us to really take this time to see okay maybe there's things we are inadvertently doing or inadvertently not doing yeah like not speaking about it because we're not sure how to speak about it so we don't really bring it up and I think that was my big thing I don't know Mm -hmm. how to speak on it so I was staying quiet and I don't think that's something that's going to benefit Charlie or just our country as a whole. Exactly. And I think that's what I feel the biggest thing with this movement is, is like, it's getting people to talk, like talk about yes, it. And actually don't make it so uncomfortable. Listen. Don't make it so awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I there's actually... lots of people not getting it, but I, I oh, agree. Yes. I think the door is open and there's a possibility. Yes, yep. I agree. And I hope. Um, so I was on this interesting site. It's uh, raceconscious.org. And it's uh, top 10 race conscious things you can say to your child to advance racial justice. So there's like a bunch of them. I mean, it's like 10 different things. But the first mm-hmm. one I thought was so interesting when speaking to little kids, you know, like breaking it down for them. And we've had to come across that with so many other things, just maybe not topics as maybe in depth or difficult as this is for us. But I just thought this was really interesting. So I'm going to read it. It says explicit proactive language around race, around race. So we are called white, but it's confusing. Look, this piece of paper really is the shade of white. Does this look like the color of our skin? But people with a lighter skin color like ours are called white, even though we don't look like the real shade of white. And it's the same with Beba, which is 
her black doll. Look, showing a black long sleeve shirt. This is the real shade of black. Is this the color of Beba's skin? Beba has more of brown skin color, but some people with Beba's skin are called black. And it was just like interesting ways of bringing it up to your kids. As, yeah, at no, least for interesting you say that because Phil always says he's not black, he's brown. And I just never even thought to think that like yeah. until, he, you know, meeting him, he's like, I'm brown. I was like, Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, he's like, when have you seen someone that truly looks black? Well, and I remember being in a store one time and this little kid said, you know, like, why is that something about a brown person? And they said, oh, they're called black. But why are they black? They're brown, you Mm -hmm. know? And it was like, it's such a good for kids. So I feel like, yes, around color, that's a great way to kind of get into color. People are made up of all different kinds of color. You know what I mean? I just think it's so such an interesting way of bringing it up how like, okay, the colors of crayons might be different than the colors of people's skin color, which actually I believe they came out with crayons that are skin toned and they're all different shades. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. Mm -hmm. I've seen pictures of that. And like, even if you're like reading, I've read stuff like even as simple as like when you're reading a book, if it's all primarily white, you know, talk about that. Say, well, we don't live in a world that's really all this color. There's all different shades of color, you know, and I actually have this book. It's a meditation book and it has all different ethnicities of kids inside of it and it's so cute because it doesn't right now and this is what I love and this is what I encourage is Remy kisses every single one of them because they're all kids they're all babies to her like she doesn't see that and I want that to stay around (laughs) a hundred percent so I've been thinking a lot this week Mm -hmm. (laughs) since I knew that we were going to do this topic and I had the exact same thought of as you and books was actually on my list of ways I want to introduce Charlie to not just racism but just diversity in Mm -hmm. general that that was really important to me so she can see different cultures different people and how people look different that's excellent. Um, it's interesting. So I grew up primarily in a Caucasian area. Mm-hmm. And I just, race has never really been a thing for me. No, you didn't feel because it was primarily Caucasian that you had anybody that didn't treat you well? Or was no, it? not really. Well, I mean, no. that's beautiful. <laughs> um, I mean, there was, it's kind of funny that you say your previous example the only thing I can think of growing up was I believe I was in second grade and this kid Andrew had called me black one day at school and I just I guess the way he said it was really upsetting to me Mm -hmm. and so I told my mom and my mom had a conversation with his mom but she had explained to me like what he meant like See, it's even a little fuzzy to me. But it must have been the first time that somebody commented yeah, on that and, aspect of it and it kind of threw you like, what? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I just honestly, the way that you're like, you just want Remy to see people for people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I grew up. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was lucky enough to be embraced that way. Mm-hmm. And so it really wasn't till I got to college. I mean... I've had exposure to different ethnicities and cultures, but mm-hmm. I think in college, that was really where I feel like people try to pigeonhole me and like, well, what's your race? Well, what, you know, you need to belong to this cultural group then. And you need, you know, and like, I just, I more identify as people being people. Yeah. So I think for me, that's how I don't fit in. Yeah. That I but just, that, that would be such Phil, a better Phil world says to I live, live in. in my little bubble. And so maybe, who knows, maybe people have been racist towards me. And I just, <laughs> I didn't realize, but um, I kind of like my bubble. But yeah, probably another reason I need to get outside of it <laughs> and be more aware at times. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like I've been pretty fortunate. And then obviously living in New York. I mean, I don't know how many times people would say, oh, you're Dominican, you're Puerto Rican, you're like, that caught me more off guard in the sense of people having to put a race or ethnicity, I guess, to me instead of, hey, you're into this. Oh, you do this. Like, it's just never been the first thing I really see in people. Right. Like, make the worst uh, But even if you're trying to describe somebody, sometimes (laughs) I I feel like breaking it down to... No, honestly, it feels like, were they white, black, you know, whatever you, I'm like, um, <laughs> um, 
Like I'm I'm really they bad were really Trisha's. nice. <laughs> yeah. They looked they really angry. <laughs> exactly. So but my whole point in this was I do want Charlie to be exposed, even though maybe I wasn't fully exposed in terms of different ethnicities around me, that it was definitely more predominant Mm -hmm. of one race. But I feel like my parents did a good job at exposing me to art and cultures and, you know, what have you. So I just want to make sure that Charlie is seeing it in books. And we will post this, but I found a list actually, and it's 31 books that support conversations on race, racism, and resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all ages. So I think I saw as young as four and then it went up, you know, you can go to teens and young adults. Oh, okay. So you can click the link and see what is fitting. And I mean, some of them look like just really interesting books. It wasn't necessarily about racism, but within the book, you're exposed to race. Right. And talking about it. Right. But I, I was thinking that whatever Charlie's interest is, if it is dancing, if it's, I don't know, swimming, what have you, math, I don't know, whatever it is, I do want to make a more conscious effort of these are other people you can look up to within whatever her interest is, but making sure to your point that it is a diverse group that she can, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, that if it's, we'll just say dance, throw that out there. She just really has a passion for dance exposing her to all these incredible dancers out there. Right. But that they can be all different shades. They have all different backgrounds, different stories. Yeah, that's a good idea. So it's just like, mm-hmm. a, it's not necessarily, well, this person is this, this person that, but just visually, like you're just, there's a blend of people out there. So I, I agree. I, do you want to make sure that I am doing that, whatever her interest is? I want to make sure too that you know, for Remy, and I think this is part of what I've struggled with is just making sure that I am speaking correctly. I'm not offending anybody if I say, you know, like for a while it was referring to black people as black people. And then it was like, no, it's African Americans. And I feel like sometimes that catches me. Like, I don't want to offend anybody. Am I using the right term? You know, and maybe that sounds silly or like naive or ignorant, but I feel like those are things that I feel like I need to be better at. Like even speaking about Indian people, maybe being more culturally, you know, culturally correct. Like you don't call every Spanish person Mexican, but people do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that I really want to make sure I feel comfortable and confident in because I think sometimes that was my uncomfortability was making sure that I'm don't sound ignorant. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like if you're coming from a good place and I mean, I don't know in which way, like this, the conversation you foresee Mm -hmm. that it would come up. Cause again, for me, I'm like, well, why does it even have to be about them being of a race? Like they're just people, but I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But if you're like talking to them directly and you're just genuinely curious, I feel like if you're coming from a good place and a not vengeful place, and I, think that shows in the way you ask the question yeah most people would be open to to go speaking to you yeah and I and I think too because it's uncomfortable and it's a little vulnerable and you're just like in this fear of how they're going to respond like of course it's this or of course it's that like I know for a while it took me a while to ask my friend do you prefer to be like if I had I don't know, like describe you or if I called you gay or homosexual, you know what I mean? It's just like those little terms that you're, I was just like, I don't know what the right term is or what you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with or are offended by. So yeah, no, I do hear you. I Mm -hmm. I think where you're going on that because I, I have found it interesting that if someone might say, oh, this black person, they were driving down the street in the car. Right. But if someone else that was white, they'll be like, oh, that guy was driving in the car. Mm -hmm. Like it, a race isn't the prefix to the story. Right. So again, I'm like, well, I feel like that needs to either be consistent or why does yeah, it, it needs need to, be- to exist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. why does it matter that? You, yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I but, hear what um, you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think just sometimes, like, I don't know, <laughs> like it, it would come up for some reason, you know, if you're doing small talk and you're, I don't know, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I don't even have an example. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I hear what you're saying. To like, yeah, because I, I don't know in which way it's coming up in a conversation, but mm-hmm. I agree. Just being, being aware. more aware. Yeah, like yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I like the For idea sure. of like breaking it down. Like um, there's this really cute uh, Sesame Street mm-hmm. video that's, um, I forget where I had seen it, but it's like, I love my hair. And it just talks about all different kinds of hairs. Oh, they and have a great, yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen probably all the episodes. That's true. <laughs> But there is this whole episode specifically on hair. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned Sesame Street. So we actually have this posted to our social media site. But CNN and Sesame Street did a town hall on racism for kids and families. So you can find, I'm sure, well, there is YouTube video exists now because it was live. But they did a great job on it. They did. They took episodes. So Abby Kadabi was talking to the people conducting the live um, town hall. And she was saying how her friend Big Bird was being bullied because he was tall and he had yellow feathers and didn't look like the other birds and how oh my it gosh, so cute. didn't seem right. But it was yeah. it was true. That was actually from another episode I remember them doing. Mm-hmm. And then they also had a bit where, I shouldn't say a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But that Elmo was talking to his father on about protest and that lots of people seemed angry and sad and Elmo was confused and his dad was trying to explain it to him. So I think they did a really good job, CNN and Sesame Street, on just broaching the subject Mm-hmm. Of what is going on right now yeah. about all these emotions that are flying, why people are protesting in ways that kids can understand. And I mean, even us, we're trying to understand everything that is happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they did a great job. And that is something that can just get the conversation going with your children if you're looking for something. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking about that, I just had a conversation with Jack actually last night. Um you know, he's being raised in two different households and he's being in raised in two different households that don't always agree on the same things. And, Mm -hmm. um, it does come up at times and it's difficult. Um, and Jack had posted, uh, an American flag and wrote something about all lives matter and he was getting some heat on it, you know? And when I first saw it, I instantly thought the same thing. Like, why would he post that right now? Like that is like blatantly not supporting the Black Lives Movement, you know, mm-hmm. like Black Lives Matter movement. So I actually had like a, a decent talk with him. And he said that, you know, his mom has been talking to him too about it. So that, you know, was comforting because sometimes we don't always agree completely on things. But I had to have the, the talk myself with him because it was eating away at me. And I wanted to make sure he really understood why it's offensive and why saying that everyone is equal is ignorant and naive because everyone isn't equal. That's what you're taught to believe. That's what we're fighting for. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know. So what did you say to him and how do you think it went? Well, you know, he actually had a lot of peers commenting in ways that I would want to talk to him. So I just touched on them a little bit. But I said, you know, there's this really great video on systemic racism. I don't know if you've seen it. It's been going around on a lot of like um, social media sites. Um, I happen to see it on Facebook, but, um, I think somebody else I had talked to had, it was posted in one of their groups, their mom groups, but it, it's kind of like a cartoon, but it kind of explains systematic racism and how it started and how it has continued and where we're at today. And he's like, Oh yeah, I saw that. So I'll definitely put that link in our, in our bio too. No, but yeah, I haven't seen it. I just, I kind of explained to him and I, I said, you know, all lives cannot matter until black lives matter until I'm sure Chinese lives matter after the coronavirus until Indian lives matter, you know, after nine 11, like all lives cannot matter until each individual life truly does matter. <laughs> and I just was trying to explain it to him. And he, he was a little confused because he's like, well, I learned about this in school and, you know, I have, I have black friends. What did you learn about in school? Systematic racism. And I, okay. and, oh, I, okay. and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. I said, I didn't know that. And he's like, and I have black friends. And I said, okay. And do you think that any of your black friends were maybe offended by that? And he's like, I, I mean, I didn't mean to offend it, like offend anybody. I really just, I feel like everyone's life should matter. And I go, oh, I'm not, I think you came to it from a very good place. I, I think it was just naive. He wasn't understanding. He wants all lives to be equal, and he treats all lives equal, in his opinion. So he mm-hmm. was not understanding why 
people don't feel like their lives matter. And, you know, he's not the only one not exactly, understanding that. <laughs> exactly. And I said, you know, George Floyd, look at, I mean, he was not even fighting back, you know? I mean, you don't see that happening to a white person. I said, you know, Brianna Taylor, she was, you know, working on the front line for first response. She's a first responder, you know, mm-hmm. and she just got shot up like in her home. Can you imagine being bed. woken yeah. up by cops breaking into your home and shooting you? I mean, I was like, that's those are just things that you and I will never understand. We'll, we've we would we'll never have to go through something like that, you know. And so I think there were parts of it that he got, but he was he's one of those. It takes a while, you know, like because no, I, I think that's so like, important. I you do having treat everybody equally. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. what made me realize, mm-hmm. like, I I need to start talking to Remy about it early, like very early. Because that's one of the biggest things. Racism occurs because a lot of people don't speak about it in their homes. And the silence is what creates it because it's uncomfortable. Yes, 100%. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it was tough to bring it up. Like, it was something that was so... I wanted to call him on the phone and be like, what are you doing, you know? And I had to just give it a couple days. And I wanted it to kind of sink in because I was like, maybe hearing it from peers will be just what he needs. But... Yeah. Did he take it down or change it? Oh, he took it. He took it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he had taken it down. Yeah, I, I I agree. I've been seeing a lot lately that all lives matter, police lives matter, mm-hmm. and yes, it tr- is true. And we are not saying all lives don't matter, but that is not the point of what is happening right now. No. It's, you said it perfectly that until each individual lives matter, life matters. Yeah, I all use cannot. the example for Jack, because I feel like this is, this was always like a a glaring one to me is when it comes to jobs. I said, you will never have to worry about getting a job when you walk in the door because of how you look. You're never going to have to worry about your name on a resume because you can tell that there's some culture in there and it's not like a general white name. I said, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about those things. You don't have to worry about walking out your door and afraid that you might get attacked for no reason whatsoever. Like it's the concept you can't even understand, but, um, yeah. And I'm blown away by how many stories have been coming out from even people that I know uh that, like you said, we just haven't been having these conversations. So everyone just kind of, I feel like has been holding onto it in their own homes or it's one of those conversations people wouldn't have around the dinner table. It's like, don't talk politics. Don't talk religion. Don't Mm -hmm. talk race around the dinner table. And now that people are talking, it's again, I'm just processing all of this that, like you said, it's the simple things of a friend was saying how she is in an interracial interracial marriage Mm -hmm. and she's Caucasian and, um, that it was as simple as she it was a frantic day and she was going to the grocery store and you know she forgot a few items on her list and then she had to go to work blah 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 and her husband was like I'll run to the store you know it's 10 o'clock to go get them and she's like people don't understand that I would rather go out and get get it I'd rather not have those ingredients because for my husband to go out at 10 o'clock at night as a brown man is dangerous wow that you know, and it's simple things like that. It's like you were saying that, oh, we forgot forgot an ingredient. Oh, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Let me just run to the store real quick. Right. Well, some people have to think twice. That's, yeah, see, and that's so, something I don't, yeah, yeah, when you put it into like a that kind of perspective, it's like, exactly. You know, like I hear it and I understand it, but I don't get it like somebody who feels that, you know? Yeah. And I want to. I want to understand. I want to hear all these stories. So I can really, I can feel how I would feel if I were that person and, and just better understand. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I know they've been talking a lot about the blue eye, brown eye experiment that they did 50 years ago. Do you remember that? That sounds familiar. But this teacher, she did this experiment. This is right after Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm -hmm. I believe she was a teacher in Arizona for these third graders and she was trying to explain racism to them and so she decided to split the kids the kids that had blue eyes into a group and then the brown eyed kids and she made the brown eyed kids I forget puts the you know wear something that would identify them around their neck like a a certain collar a brown collar Mm -hmm. and so I believe she did it for a full week 
but basically said that she made the first week the blue eyed kids are superior and that they got, you know, extra five minutes at recess or an extra scoop helping for lunch. Just little privileges that Uh the other, the brown eyed kids would not get so that she could start teaching them. This is what happens because of the color of your skin may be different from someone else. And she said that the kids were resistant at first because you know, they're like, oh, that's my friend, blah, blah, blah. But when she kept pushing on it and saying, no, it's a known fact that, you know, I, I and again, I'm summarizing this. Mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to go <laughs> read the specific case. But she basically was telling them, no, blue eyed kids, they are smarter, they're superior. And after a few days, the blue eyed kids were on board and they started being hostile and speaking down to the brown eyed kids. Wow. And then she, you know, a week later she switched it. And then obviously had the conversation of, well, how did it feel when someone that had been your friend treated you a certain way just because of your eye color? Mm-hmm. So it is, it's like, you have to feel a form of yeah. that, you know, or something you have to, it, it just makes it. It's nothing it that you did you. and nothing you can control. Yeah. Literally someone judging you based on an identifying feature. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I've just been hearing a lot about that lately. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, it's true. (laughs) You can't control it. Yeah. I think experiments like that are so important. I mean, and you can bring up all different kinds of topics. You can bring up religion, you can bring up sex, you know, like your, what sex you are. I mean, I honestly feel like sex will be easier to talk about. Yeah, well, sexism, though, I feel like, yes, that will be an easier God, one. that's to be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. You bring it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, and, again, trying to think about, okay, how am I going to expose Charlie? So, yeah, books, I was going like to say, said, like, outside of books, big... is there anything else? Yeah, so I was thinking that even cartoons, like, right now, her world is cartoons. Mm-hmm. So making sure that there is diversity in her cartoons and what she's seeing. Agreed. As she gets older, I think, of course, let me get my food plug in here. <laughs> Obviously. But <laughs> I think exposing her through different foods. So it's not just, you know, skin color and seeing different things, but exposure to different cultures, which I do think my parents did a good job at. Yeah. So, I mean, Eat to Explore is a great example of that, that you are bringing in different cultures mm-hmm. for families to prepare and that is a conversation mm-hmm. about where is China where right. is India right. oh and these are some of the foods they have so I think it can be done in such simple ways of just there are other people there are other ways out there exactly that having exposure to that and little passports is another one that oh, right. I've heard a lot about and I believe they they touch on different geography, culture experiments each month that you can do. So keeping it still fun and what kids would do. Yeah, exactly. But I need to find ways to make sure that it's just a more well-rounded picture. And I I think the harder one, not because it's hard, but just how do you explain it to a kid? But when you we are going to raise these girls so they aren't prejudiced. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that you and I, we both need to catch ourselves. Maybe there's things that we are doing that's ignorant. Right. But in the moments that we see something happening, what would we say and do? So I think that's a big one for me that I have sat back a lot and maybe lived in my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do I make sure that Charlie's not sitting unnecessarily a bubble? Right. Like what's that fine line of I don't want her to have these struggles. Yeah. I, I hope that it's not an issue for her one day but if she sees something like what Abby Cadabby saw like, what are <laughs> yeah. you going to do for your friend yep are you going to speak up are you going to tell an adult are you going to jump in there and yeah. pick on that person like so I think that's another part of the equation that it's not just going to be exposure to all these different people and places yeah and what I do you do and I when feel those like moments happen I one of the big things I've really been wanting to teach Remy is kindness and empathy and I feel like yes. it starts really as small as you no. know in a like <laughs> like objects like I literally if she 
has a toy or a doll or oh, something. Oh, you mean thing? I thought you meant the age. <laughs> oh no, I feel like start now. You know, like yeah, like bring up certain topics or say certain things. Like I really like the analogy of comparing, you know, colors of things like paper or your shirt or crayons to skin color and how it's different shades and it's not just one or the other, you know, it's and trying to explain it in that way. But I went off on a tangent and now I don't realize what I'm saying. <laughs> You're talking about her having empathy? Oh, empathy and kindness. So like if she throws a toy or, you know, anything that she plays with, I will always say to her, you don't do that to your things. You don't do that to things that you care about. And I know it's like not the best comparison yet, but it's something she can understand right now. And hopefully that carries forward once, you know, like especially even, you know, for a while she was in that little like slapping stage. Like you don't do that. You don't hit people. You you don't, there's, violence is not okay. You know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not quite the same. Racism is a totally different thing, but I feel like it's a good way to kind of lead into it. No, a hundred percent. I think that's a big part of right now is People just, if you don't know what to do, just mm-hmm. to listen, to empathize, try to understand um, um, instead of having your guard up and yeah. flipping the script on, well, I've gone through this and I've gone through this and making it about you. But someone's trying to talk to you and explain the injustices that they are currently experiencing. Like, just stop mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. Yeah, empathize. And yeah. put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. Like, feel, mm-hmm. you know, uncomfortable. Ask questions. I think yeah. that knowledge, more, I think that's, people want to be heard. Like, they want those questions asked. Please ask me those questions. You know what I mean? Uh, let me tell you my story because I had to hide it away and pretend yeah. like it doesn't exist. Um, and I think it does come back to you and I and yeah. to all the parents and everyone raising these kids because the girls are looking at us. They are picking up on our reactions, how we are treating other people, mm-hmm. our reactions to what's going around us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked before on the show just how blown away we are when the girls mimic something we do when we're like, wait, wait, we do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess we do. Like they are picking up and just absorbing so much. So I think it is good that we are trying to take a step back and look at maybe our reaction or inaction. Mm-hmm. And, our inaction, definitely. Yeah. But that's, I think that's a big reason too. I mean, I just love that Remy and Charlie are growing up together, being different skin yeah. colors. And, you know, it's not a thing now. And, and hopefully it's never going to be a thing because they've been exposed to it. It's not uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so crazy. Like, again, it's my bubble, but I'm like, I've never viewed it like them. I know. Like, as, oh, well, Remy's Caucasian. and Charlie's a blend, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I just want them to be friends because they're friends. Exactly. And because they care about each other and they enjoy similar things. Mm-hmm. But again, so like my Remy little Morgan has, bubble. I, <laughs> I hope that it's not, it doesn't, it's, deeper just right, in general for people that people just get to know about people yes <laughs> yeah see past the color of their skin yeah. like i wish you know everybody like you said could just be like like do an experiment everybody can't see for a while you know what you know you don't get to see that person it's all blurred out you don't see color it's black and white you know what i mean black and white like it's everything's black and white but um it just would be interesting how people you'd realize they'd approach things differently because they have no idea what color skin they're talking to because that makes differences for people and it needs to stop. Um, Like I know, for example, Remy has two dolls. Well, she has like a couple dolls, but two in particular that she plays with. One is brown and one is white. Yeah. You know, and she plays with them equally. And we, I intentionally, like little things I do, I intentionally treat them exactly the same. You know what I mean? Every time she gives me one of them, I do the same exact thing. I know. You say intentionally, but I feel like you just naturally would. You don't think you would? Oh, I think I naturally would. Oh, okay. Well, you said intentionally, like you had to put forth effort. I'm like, I don't oh, think oh, that's no true. Effort. No, that came out wrong. No, I mean, I do. I okay. just do it naturally. But I also yeah. think about when I'm doing it, like, I hope Remy sees that all things are, are I'm treating all things the same, you know, because one day she might say, well, wait a minute. Why is that person, you know, that color or that person's that mm-hmm. color, you know, and she'll say, or maybe she won't because she's been exposed to all different skin colors, you know, and it's not a thing. But I yeah. just like it's it's making her not uncomfortable in those situations. And I I definitely want to raise Remy to be like this is something I always wish I did. I always wish I thought quicker and I spoke up for things. And yep. instead, you when and I, me both. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big thing I'm working on for myself because I want to be an example for Remy. 
And Mm -hmm. I want her to speak up. I want her to, I mean. Feel comfortable with her own voice. Like I will say, like when I I was in high school, I was not really part of any particular group. I really happened to just be friends with a lot of different groups. I resonated for different reasons with different people who happened to be parts of different kinds of groups. So I wasn't really like a groupy person. But because I was friends with all these different people, if I saw somebody getting bullied or getting picked on, I stood up for them. But it came so naturally to me. And I wish I could do that with so many other things. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm very proud of. Like, I'm proud that I felt comfortable enough to speak up for what was right and not let it happen because I cared about that person. I didn't see them as a nerd or as not popular or whatever it was. You saw them for who they were. For who they were. Yeah, and I got to know them. And I want to, I want Remy to do that too. I want her to stick up for people. I want her to see past. How do you think you'd go about that? I, th- I honestly think the best way that it's going to come up is making sure we always have open communication and asking about her day, asking if anything came up, asking, you know, um, who are your friends in school? And maybe I don't even know, you know, mm-hmm. um, can you explain them to me? Like, and see what she says, how she explains them or I don't know. And I feel like it's going to come a lot when she starts to ask questions, but I want to expose her to it early. I even want to expose her not just to like interracial, like images and illustrations and books, but like, like you said, culture and history, like you really get to know mm-hmm. where everybody came from. And how we are all here in this like melting pot of a world and how it's beautiful and how it makes us, it should make us so rich and And cultural. (laughs) Yeah. And I, for me, I I definitely want to make sure that Charlie sees people more than just the race they are. So yes, Mm -hmm. while this is so important that she is aware there are these different people of all different skin tones, I want her to see past that and not just to have to identify that, oh, this person is this, this person's that, because that doesn't necessarily make up a person. At least that's how I felt in mm-hmm. my life. And I, I mean, I touched on that earlier that being pigeonholed, you know, where are you from? I mean, no one's said this to me, but no, 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 I don't mean Washington state, like where from Africa, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just naive questions mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> but I just, I want her to see people for more their abilities and their talents and what makes them unique. Right. Well, and I, but, and I, and I agree with you, but I also really want to make sure she understands race and color and. Oh, for sure. But you know I don't I mean? want that to be the only thing. Is no, what I'm and see, at. you're right. It is a fine line where it's not like, well, now that she knows this, will she act differently? Just like with the kids. Well, that's my friend, but because I was being told this and this and this. I don't know. It's just, it's, it is, it's tricky. It's tricky. And yeah, it's like, no, I, I don't so know many I'm things trying to figure it too. out. It's, it's, it's race. It's religion. You know, like I didn't, until I was with Jason, I didn't know, you know, I just was like, well, yeah, you know, Judaism is a religion and Catholicism is a religion. And he's like, but, but Judaism is so much more than just a religion. It's a culture. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, he explained so much to me that I was just like, I didn't know that, you know, I, mm-hmm. and he explained like it became a cultural thing because of the Holocaust and, um, and we came, to, we came together as a, a people, not over what we believed in as far as a religion goes, but just what we had been through. And it was just like, it was an eye opener for me. And I was like, there's so many, there's so much more for me to learn in terms of that to educate Remy because it's not something that they're they're taught very much in school yeah no I think I mean, that's they learn history one, just stuff. educating ourselves yeah because that'll help us yeah with the girls for sure so yeah I I don't have the answer to this and I think just speaking with you just helps get the wheels turning more on the different ways I can go about heading in the right direction because at the end of the day I just want to create this loving being I want Charlie just to love all people but for it to be natural because kids don't know race when they're young so it's something we're teaching them exactly exactly and it starts young and it starts in the home yeah at the home and finding that fine line of I just I can see us under correcting over correcting so much I'm like what's the right thing to say what 
like, should this even be a thing to say? And I don't know. But I think the fact that we are thinking about it, and we are even talking about it, that's at least heading in the right direction. Yeah. So like, how would you I feel like one of the first questions that may potentially come up or that does come up with kids is why is their skin that color and our skin this color? You know what I mean? Like, if that were to be a question from Charlie, what would you how would you answer it? Do you know? Or is it something you you'd be like, let me get back to you on that? (laughs) 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 I'm going to give you an answer now, but I'm going to come back with a more elaborate one in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, how would you how would you think you'd answer that? And this is where I think sometimes that's where I was saying, like, it does have to come up in conversation. Race is a thing. And it's like, would you call like, let's say if you're comparing if she was asking about Remy and herself and you say, well, Remy is Caucasian, you know, or would you say white or would you say both of them and say you can use any name? Like, how? I don't know. I'm interested to know how you would answer it. I mean, at this moment, <laughs> I think because, you know, I know I, my opinion small. may change. Yeah. At this down moment. the road as I learn more. But yeah, I mean, I think I would probably use both terms for her just so that she understands. Yes. Caucasian, white, black, brown. Mm hmm. But and what about like African-American? My, my, would you say, would you just primarily use, you know, because you're used, you know, white yeah. and black brown, but you used Caucasian. So would you use African-American? Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard. It is. It's it is because like I never check those boxes when they ask me. On me all neither. Forms. I always just leave it blank. Yeah, I um, do, too. I mean, because I don't feel like it makes up me and I agree also, why does it matter yeah <laughs> I, I actually do the same exact thing I do I don't put as much information as I don't have to but I never answer it and yeah, then they and no, they go either. as far as us to ask then if you're Hispanic it's like a totally separate thing and I'm like why yeah, yeah I feel the same way yeah um I think like my initial reaction to your question mm-hmm. was that everyone is made differently that they're their moms, their dads, they create them. And we all are different, unique in our own way. Some people have straight hair, curly hair. Some people have light skin, brown skin. And it just depends on who your parents are uh-huh. that make them unique. And so we all have slight variations, even within families, uh-huh. that there's variation. I mean, I, th- I feel like I would probably head down that uh-huh road and really see if she has questions beyond that or kind of her reaction mm-hmm. watch her face yeah. to see maybe where she's feeling confused or I can see like a little hesitation or I feel like that's when they'd be like okay mommy and like walk away and you're like oh yeah okay. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk to you in about 10 years about that again no I'm just kidding <laughs> no but yeah so I mean what about you well I feel very similar like I you know, I just, I feel like I would, I would say, you know, people are born all different ways. Some people are big, some people are small, some people, you know, and I would try and talk about everything like you just did the same exact thing. Some people like boys, some people like girls, some, you know, like try and cover all the bases and say, we're all unique in our own ways. I mean, even the way we think, even the way we talk, I I mean, no one person is the same and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't And that's what makes us interesting and how someone can have a strength that another person might not have. Yeah. But when we come together, you can make something really interesting. Yeah. So And that's I where mean, like the kindness comes into play too. That I just I just really want her to be a kind person, you know, and you never know what somebody has been through, what their day's been like, what their you know, their life's been like. And so just give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they've just had a really rough go at it, you know, and just try and pe- treat people with kindness. A hundred percent. And I think I will probably use books a lot too. Yeah. I, you know, I explain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was, I mean, again, the news is just, this is all that you are hearing right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm just hearing a lot. (laughs) I know. But there was this guy, I'm not great at pronouncing his name. So excuse me for that. Um, Ibram X. Kendi. Mm -hmm. He's a scholar on racism and He was talking about, I know in the Harvard study, I had said that it starts as young as three. He says that as young as two years old, kids pick up on behaviors uh-huh. um, and our reactions to things. But he has a book out. He's the author of Anti-Racist Baby. 
And he he was talking about how parents need to teach their kids of color that there's nothing wrong with them. And then parents not of color need to teach their kids that there's nothing to be superior about. Mm-hmm. So I, again, it's just something I heard about. I haven't read it myself, but I, I do think I will end up using books a lot to explain to Charlie in a way mm-hmm. that her little kid mind can... <laughs> absorb (laughs) yeah i was saying to to jason like even our podcast i feel like as the girls get older like think about all the things they're gonna learn about like oh covid covid19 like you hear about that in the books they never experienced it but they're gonna hear it (laughs) and hear oh my gosh that that was when everything changed remember black lives matter that's when everything changed like we don't even know what that means anymore (laughs) yeah that's the hope right but um, that that's my dream that they won't even need to know about black lives matter it's just a moment in history because we truly all lives matter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah i i will say that like when you mentioned talking about this topic also mm-hmm. I think it kind of it really hit home for me and I get emotional I know I can time. tell okay take your time it's okay why wouldn't you be emotional <laughs> it's yeah it brings up a lot it stirs up a lot so tell us tell me what yeah no it's just like seeing all the just the hatred it's mm-hmm. just so blat- blatant so it's definitely been weighing on me this week mm-hmm. um but i do believe that with all this ugliness it has to bring something even better i agree because the ugliness is out there but it it hit close to home for me because in you know we want another kid and I was like I had that thought to myself that god what if we had a boy oh god mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have to think you that think that yeah and I was like that was but for it to be a legitimate fear yeah. after something that you feel you've been lucky enough to not have to be faced with too much and to know that it is it could be a reality for your children it's, yeah, and that's yeah. what made me realize I have to start making a change. And I can't just sit here in silence because we do hope to have a boy at some point. Mm-hmm. And these are all very real things that what's going on that mm-hmm. that they could be exposed to. And how can I prevent that? So well, and that, it's like, it really just hit close to home for yeah. me when I was like, man, I actually have to that has to be a thing. And that's exactly why all this is not right. That mm-hmm. I should just be excited that maybe one day I will have a boy and mm-hmm. that's exciting, but no, there's so much more to it. Yeah. It, yeah. And I mean, and I think from my perspective, it's, I have a duty. I feel responsible to make sure. I mean, I look at Charlie girl as my daughter, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I I love her like she's my own. And the thought that she could be discriminated against, the thought that I have friends that that have fears that I don't know anything about, it's like, I don't want that for my friends. I don't want that for people I love and I care about. I don't want that for people I don't even know. I don't want that for anybody. I yeah. always, like, like I said to you in, in high school, I hated when I saw people picked on. It was just, it felt like, you were finding a vulnerable person and you just, the superiority, I just, I hate it. I've always hated it. And I just like, that's the thing. I want to, I want to stand up. I want to, I want to be part of this change. Ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like where do, where do we, we play a part? Are, yeah, exactly. What role are we playing in the scenario that mm-hmm. is this world at the moment? And how do we change that? I'm so sorry that you, that it strikes such a chord with you that you you know, all of a sudden that fear became a reality and it's, I hate that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope this is the change and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. It's scary and it's upsetting and it's frustrating as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we, I think you and I, we live very much amongst majority 
of friends in our circle that do think a lot like us in terms of diversity is a good thing Uh that people are people and there's all different reasons to love them and care about them Uh and treat people right and so it's just it's definitely it's coming out of this comfort zone of not that I didn't know that lots of people didn't think that way Uh but just how much it's still a thing that I think I let myself believe maybe it wasn't as prevalent Mm -hmm. as it clearly is right right even in seeing people's reactions to these protests their the words that they're saying the thoughts Mm -hmm. is also scary like wow we have so much further to go yeah than maybe I initially thought we did Mm -hmm. and that's why I felt like it was so important to talk to Jack yeah you know like I have to say something I don't care if he's heard it from three other people I feel responsible for speaking up because maybe that one extra time that you hear it is the one where Mm -hmm. it clicks you know that's making the change Mm -hmm. that we all can do our part in whatever way Mm -hmm. whatever we feel comfortable I think we need to do Mm -hmm. but just sitting back and doing nothing I think that's the real problem yeah yeah that much I know you know and and (laughs) I don't know a lot on this subject matter (laughs) but doing nothing is not the answer it's true and i think like what jason and i were talking when before we had remy like you know how will we let her know that we love her no matter what you know like it doesn't matter what occupation you have it doesn't matter who you love you know it doesn't matter who you fall in love with like that kind of stuff but you don't think about like we never discussed the topic of race you know it just wasn't a thing but i yeah. feel like it yeah. should be one of those major topics we talked about religion we talked about yeah. <laughs> you, you know like you t- it has to be no, one of those yeah. things it has to start becoming yeah. one of those things i you know you're not thinking about i don't i don't know like um for somebody who's going to come out of the closet to their family and let them know that they're homosexual some families just embrace it and they're like yeah okay whereas there are still families that shun that person well, you have to change, you know, like mm-hmm. they just don't get it. And Jason and, I've always, and I have always said, like, no matter what, like, you know, doesn't matter who they're going to fall in love with, you know, but I don't think people think about that until it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's having these conversations. And I think it's great that you spoke to Jack mm-hmm. and having the conversation with Remy. But I think also something that we have to do is when we hear other adults maybe saying something instead of sitting back or coming home and, you know, me saying, Phil, you won't believe what I heard. Yes. Or vice versa. It's that's what I mean by the inaction. Mm-hmm. It's I need to use that voice that I don't always feel comfortable using yeah. because I, I we can control what's in our home to a point, but it, it's hopefully teaching other people that say things, how they could be hurtful and maybe they don't mean to, or maybe they do mean to. I hope that you and I can talk about see... this every time we get together, touch on it a little bit. Like, where are you at with this? Because I think it's so important that we do yeah and like yeah. I want to hold you accountable I want you to hold me accountable like what have you done you know what I mean like have you yeah. fallen back into your comfort zone because I did but can you you know let's... help me get out of it exactly I mean because like let's let's be honest it is it's an uncomfortable thing and it's easier mm-hmm. it's easier to just sit back and yeah. just kind of to pretend go back it's not to happening world. or yeah 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 you know I you said know, that this morning with exercise necessarily affected yeah. I mean, that's such a horrible example, but like, no, but, but it's it. true. It's just like you fall back on the things that are easier. That's that you're just when the things to haven't doing. affected you as much in your life. It's easier to mm-hmm. go back to your old ways. Right. So, yeah, I agree. How do we make sure we don't? So, well, hopefully us just having this conversation is a starting point and maybe yeah. through some of the examples we gave, you know, Sesame Street or the list of books or you know, anything else that we'll post links to. It just helps others start that conversation of they're like us and trying to figure their way through this. And how do we have it? We know we want change, but yeah, how do we make that change? Exactly. So. And I think it's, I think a lot of our links in our bio are going to be definitely some helpful resources. I know they were for me and mm-hmm. just interesting ways, interesting ways to educate yourself and educate your children. Exactly. Think about things maybe a way you hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So should we jump Ooh. into mom fashion? Yeah. Do you this have one a light feels one? Like a real, this feels like a real jump tonight. <laughs> I know, but you know what? It, it's just kind of how the world works. You know, you have highs, you yeah. have lows. And I just, it, yeah. as no, it's difficult not a bad as this thing. is, we're in it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, the, the yeah. more we talk about it, the more comfortable we'll be. And yeah, hopefully we'll stick up and stand up for the things that we want to see happen in this world. And change, yeah. Make it better for our girls, mm -hmm. so. Okay, well, <laughs> you have yours. <laughs> um, you go, Trisha. Oh Give gosh. us your mom fashion. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up my list because I, you know, I had one for this week, and I, I don't even know what I did with it. Hold on, I have it. I wrote down a bunch. So you know what? This one's an old one, but I feel like it's important to bring up because of what we were just talking about, and it's mm -hmm. you know, I have here that I found myself at times judging other kids and moms based on what I saw, parenting, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think I thought about it when you and I had met at that play zone. Yeah. And um, I realized that, like, that's something that I need to work on a little bit better. You know, like, I think sometimes I'll do, like, an initial judge and then I'm kind of like, oh, no, like, you know, you have no idea what they're going through, you know, whatever it is. But I just found myself, I forget, I think I saw a mom going into a store and her kid wasn't wearing, she had a mask on and her kid wasn't, you know, because they were too young and they couldn't. And I automatically was just like, oh, well, you don't care about your kid. Like, let's just walk into the store without a mask. And then I realized, like, maybe they have nobody. Maybe they don't have a choice. You know, like, I just, I realized I was, like, automatically judging. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's not, it's kind of like just a generalization. It's like, that was just like a thing that had happened, but I just thought it was like, I think it's so important right now that we all take a step back and just live our lives, you know, Pe let people live. If it's not harming anybody, you know, let people live. And I don't know, just, it's kind of a crappy mom fashion, but. <laughs> Yours was heavy. I know. I know. I think it was because I was coming off of this. Let me find a good one. You can do yours and I'll, I'm going to find a good one. Oh my God, mine feels like the furthest jump right now. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to think how this all started. It was, got, yeah, this whole topic, I'm like trying to think. I was like, oh, I'll remember what it is. That's what I mean. I was um, like, oh, it threw me. Uh, it was it was last night too. Um, give me a second. It was last night. It was. I remember that much. I'm totally blanking on it. Okay, I'll do a different one. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Okay. Maybe so, we'll have to record our mom sessions another time. Geez, I feel like after this heavy geez. topic, we're both kind of like, what? Yeah. I don't even remember. I'm telling you because I feel the same way. I had a good one. And I was like, shit, right. what was it? Well, I'm going to go. <laughs> All right. So my mom fashion is that, you know, time is very precious with the girls mm -hmm. in terms of when you get a moment to yourself. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> And so especially nap time, that's like my time to just get everything done. And um, so Charlie went down and we had actually just come back from a hike and I was so hungry and I had the salad from the night before that I had held on to. I was like, great, I'm going to have it for lunch the next day. So this was the next day. Trisha, uh -oh. I, so I take my, my salad out of the, out of the fridge and I had, the, it was in the container. And then the dressing was sitting on top and went flying when I took it out of the fridge. <laughs> and the dressing went all <gasps> over the floor. And it's oil. There's oil in there. Oil. But that was not my concern. My concern is how am I eating the salad? <laughs> I took a spoon and started scooping it back <laughs> in the dressing container. So I was like, oh, we totally just wiped down the floor the night before. It can't be that bad. I was, yeah, I had that mom moment where I was like desperate times, <laughs> desperate ma measures. I'm like, this is my time. I have to get this done. I'm so hungry. Da -da -da -da. I was like, yeah, I was literally shoveling dressing back in a container just to get enough to get the salad. I, I didn't get all of it, you know. <laughs> So that's my, my mom fashion. I went there. Did you have any regrets? That. Were you eating it waiting for like a crunch of, of sand or like, <laughs> did it all go well? there's lettuce. So it was kind of hard to <laughs> differentiate, but I was like, I had no shame in my game that day. I was like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm doing this. I, there's, we had no other dressing. Oh house. my gosh. I was a desperate mom that was really hungry. So I have, I have a different mom fashion. I'm going to say. 
Okay. Okay. What's your mom fashion? Um, so this happened the other day. I hadn't even really been thinking about it, but I feel like I had like my first kind of like conversation with Remy on the ride home the other night. Oh yeah. So it's obviously very cryptic, but um, <laughs> it was just I we talked kind of like back and forth in our own way. So I forget exactly what was said, but we were driving and I said, um, oh, I think it was. I said, did you have fun today? Did you really, like, I forget. I talked about what we did for the day. Did you like this? Did you like that? And she's shaking her head, yes. And I said, oh, really? I said, what was your favorite part? And she was like, oh, la, 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 la. She said something. And I said, oh, that was your favorite part? Was it this? And I just, like, said something. And she'd say yes. And then she pointed outside. And I was like, oh, what are you looking outside? And she would shake her head, head yes. And I said, are you looking at the trees? She said, no. No, no. She says, no, no. And I said, oh, well, what did you see? Did you see a bird? No, no. Okay. Did you see another car? And she shake her head yes. And I felt like we had our first like she real was conversation. Really getting you. Yeah. She like, was understanding what you're saying and responding. Back. Yeah. And it wasn't just like yes and no. She's at one point was like and I was like, car, you know, and um or she'll Aww. like when she's about to go and I forget what she said. She wanted to play outside and I had to explain to her, We're not gonna play outside when we leave the office. We have to go straight home because we're a little bit late, but I promise we'll go home and eat and maybe we'll get outside for a little bit. And she pointed to her head and I said, I said, What are you your hair? And she said, Ha ah. and I said, Oh, your helmet to go outside and play. Like it was just like I just felt like we had like a conversation and <laughs> it was exciting Aww, to me. That's so cute. I'd be excited too. Like, oh my god, breakthrough. I was like, I really had to like guide you into what you were trying to say, but like we figured it out and like pretty pretty quickly what you were trying to get at, which was like exciting, <laughs> you know? Like That is so exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> Charlie. Like, Charlie has conversations back to me but we're not speaking a language like I don't feel like I've had that full-blown conversation maybe like you know a few sentence sentences here and there yeah not yeah. not a car ride's worth so it was funny that's awesome. it was cute that's yeah. cute yeah that's and she'll really just like cute. come out with words I don't know if Charlie's like yeah. that but like she the other day was oh, like yeah. purple I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> that is yeah, correct that they weren't saying the day before yeah yep. well that added a little bit of fun and lightness to the end of yes this of a necessary topic. Exactly. Well, thank you for having the conversation with me and making me yeah, accountable. Likewise. And let's let's continue our conversations, our meetups, our talks, everything. And yeah. um I'm keeping aware. Huh. Enjoy the summer and we'll talk again soon. That sounds great. Until <laughs> next time. Until next time. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.